Hi, welcome to Come Up Higher 2020. I'm your host, Shalina Steeson. I was wanting to encourage you this week with what the Lord has been putting in my mind. And uh, I just want to jump right in um, that I have been taking a, com- uh, a devotional about uh, Psalms 91, what everything, um, just filling your heart with the promises of God during this time. And there was something that I was reading um, a couple days ago, but I really, I thought it was really well written. Um, it was a, about Psalms 91. And in Psalms 91, 4, I believe, it says, uh, this woman, she wrote this, says, it is God's faithfulness to his promises that is our shield. It is not just our faithfulness. God will be faithful to the promises he has made. When the enemy comes to whisper fearful or condemning thoughts in our mind, we can ward off his attack by saying, my faith is strong because I know my God is faithful and his faithfulness is my shield. I thought that was so, so powerful. It's not our faithfulness, but it's God's faithfulness. That is our shield. And as we dwell in the shelter by faith in God's grace. Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace you are saved through faith. You cannot take credit for this. It is a gift of God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler, says in Psalms 91.4. And like anyone else probably in this time was like, what is a buckler? And so I looked it up. And uh, both of these are shields. But they're different types of shields for different purposes. And he says he's a shield and a buckler. And um, for a regular shield, it's broad and it covers your whole body. But a buckler is a shield that takes on the blows of the enemy that's trying to strike at you as fast as he can or or like just hit you surprisingly. The, the Lord says he is his faithfulness is a buckler. So it's like this little... Um, a smaller shield that's lightweight that you can move effectively to to block from the blows of the enemy. And that is he says that he is a shield to us. He is he is protecting us from those surprise attacks. And it is his faithfulness that is doing this. Um as earlier I was uh writing about or like I was reading about when the enemy comes to whisper fearful or condemning thoughts in our mind, we can ward off his attack. And uh that reminded me of 2 Corinthians 10 3 through 5 it says for though we walk as a human we do not wage war like a human for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal which means human in nature but they are mighty through God for pulling down strongholds and like uh probably a lot of people are like okay uh I've heard this word before but what does this actually mean and I went into the Greek and actually looked up this word and it says Uh, strongholds are arguments and reasonings by which a disputant endeavors to fortify his opinion and defend it against his his opponent. And so um, people can have positive strongholds and negative strongholds. And I've only heard of it as uh, negative strongholds. But when you see it in this uh, definition, we as Christians, we have strongholds, um, positive strongholds. We are building up our faith and we are feeling ourselves 
with, uh, with reasoning with why we believe the way that we believe. And we are building up strongholds in our minds to be able to answer, answer like this is like in any argument or reasoning, we're able to say why we believe what, why we believe. And, um, like for the grace that we have in us, why do we believe the way we believe? And there can be negative strongholds. So, so this like uh, anyone who that does not believe in God or uh, maybe believes in a different God, they have built up strongholds. They have built up arguments and reasonings by which they can dispute anyone who comes at them with any scenario of, uh, of why do you believe this way? So they have uh, an argument for each thing. And those are strongholds. And it says we, we cannot wage uh, natural warfare with these strongholds. We have to do it by casting down these imaginations. Uh, and, and plus it's like the enemy is coming at us with, with uh, reasonings and arguments of maybe you should believe this way because other people believe this way. And maybe it is the truth and maybe you should doubt what you grew up with because uh, maybe there's a better way of believing or maybe they're right and you're wrong. And it says, these vain imaginations, these imaginations you need to cast down and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we need to know the word. We need to be reading the word so we can bring thoughts that are not in the obedience of Christ. We can bring them into captive, uh, into captivity. And what we're doing with them is we're casting them down if they are against the the words of Christ in in the Bible. So, um, what should we fill our mind with? Well, um, since I have been in this transition period, the Lord has been actually filling my mind with uh, and telling me to fill my mind with uh, thoughts of peace, love, and joy. And as he actually said, it is your normal. It is your neutral. If you're driving a car, you want to stay in one place without going forward or just kind of standing. And he tells us to stand. Then we need to be, our neutral needs to be peace, love, and joy. And we need to take every thought that is not peace, love, and joy. And even uh, going further, uh, the Lord was revealing Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. And the only thing missing from that is love, which God is love. So we need to fill ourselves with love. Love overcomes and will overcome all. So we need to fill our our minds with uh, thoughts of love. But righteousness in this verse, in in the Greek of that word that is in the Greek, it, it means integrity. So we're filling up our minds with uh, anything that comes against integrity has to go. We cast it down. Anything that comes against uh, virtue. Okay, I'll just read it. Integrity, virtue, purity of life, rightness, correctness of thinking, feeling and acting. So anything that is coming against this, rising up in your mind, it is against the word of God. It is, And we have to bring it into the obedience of Christ. So if it's ag- in, against in being uh, having one, one that has integrity, uh, one that has virtue, one that has purity in their life. Uh, if it's against rightness with God and rightness with others in your life, 
It's not from God and you should cast it down and bring it into the obedience of Christ. Uh, correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting. So if any of these thoughts that you have are against those things, then it is not God and you got to bring it into the obedience of Christ. You're neutral. You're neutral. <laughs> You're normal is love, peace, and joy. Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He's with you. He is a person. So peace is naturally going to be with you because you're abiding in Him. Joy is your strength. He is joy. So that is naturally going to be with you. His joy is your strength. It's not joy that you conjure up. It is His joy that is your strength. And this righteousness. And that is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is inside of you. So when you speak it out and you have filled yourself with these good things, it will naturally be coming out of you. Um, and so uh, what the word is also telling us is in Philippians 4, 6, is saying, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received of me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. So that makes it, that sounds like, that sounds to me like love. It sounds to me like what we just read about righteousness as uh, a rightness, a correctness. That's what we're supposed to be filling our minds with. And uh, so so we're supposed to be filling our minds with these things. We're supposed to be taking every vain thought into captivity and seeing if it is uh, from God. If it's not from God, we do not need to give any of our attention to it. We need, don't need to give any time to it. It needs to be cast down and replaced with these, the, your normal and your, and your neutral love, joy, peace, righteousness. Um, so we need to have these correct thinking and... Uh, what we're supposed to be filling our, our hearts with, what will overcome all is love. And love is described to us in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of wronged, of, of being wronged. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. And in this circumstance, love will overcome all. So, when we look into what love is, what it's describing as love, love is described as patient. And when we look at the word patient, in that word that is used in Greek, it means to persevere patiently and bravely in enduring misfortunes and troubles. We are to be patient. We are so we, we are a we are here to uh, persevere in this time. 
And then kindness. Kindness is showing oneself as mild. But uh, whenever I was studying the word uh, kindness or kind in uh, Hebrew, uh, there's actually a word picture, a hieroglyphic of the word um, kind or kindness in Hebrew. And it's uh, the picture is a, a wall with thorns on it. And in the wall, there is a gate or a door. And uh, if someone is on the outside of uh of your wall there's thorns so they can't come over if they come over they'd be imposing themselves on you and that's rude it's not love it's not kindness um but when you open the door and you let people come in the doorway and not have to climb over or just stay on the outside that is actually the word picture for for kindness for being kind it is um uh, opening up yourself your life to others to uh to to take place in your life to have uh, a place in your own heart to have a place in your your family to open up your your heart to strangers to invite them to dinner that is actually kindness that is the true sense of the of the word kindness so you can imagine like right now if i don't open up this door there are thorns on the other side of this barrier wall that i have and if someone goes a across uh, this gate without me or this wall without me opening the door it's not love what they're doing and it would be imposing on me uh so next time i won't trust them so much and i'll hold them at a distance but if i open the door to them then that is showing kindness that's the fruit of the spirit and that is love and love is overcoming everything mm -hmm.